0: Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Fuck.
1: Now it's just green in a smaller, smaller version. Ooh, together mode. Oh, that's this thing. That's the thing with the weird. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well whatever the fuck are you okay <laughs> i don't know anymore i don't know i was so looking for i was like we're recording during the day we'll be nice and awake and alert oh my god and all that good shit and i think maybe being too awake and too alert now makes me hone in on like all the little shit that can bother me whereas if i'm tired yeah i'm like i just don't give a shit about this yeah at all well and i can
0: hear my son running around screaming upstairs
1: oh nice yeah and i can hear my son Running around screaming. Actually, I can't hear him right now, but he will be. He will be. You know what else I can hear? Watch this. Hey, whoa! Fuck.
0: <laughs> Did you see that? I heard
1: it. Damn it. Well, that's my fault for doing that. Did you do
0: have a seizure
1: before you opened it? I think so. I think so. Hold on. I'll be right back. Hold on. Let me get paper towel. <laughs> Jesus Hold Christ. Hold on. Ah! Damn it. Ah! Son of a bitch. Let's have at this. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Let's try it again. Yeah, there we go. Ugh. Crack that open, baby. Is
0: that a nice, delicious olipop? It's not. What the fuck
1: are you doing with it then? I know.
0: That's why it exploded. It's defective because you didn't get it from the right place. This is, I went
1: with a kombucha.
0: I've never had one. I
1: went with a kombucha today.
0: I refuse to drink anything I can't pronounce.
1: It's all right. It's fine. It's good. It's good for the gut fauna.
0: I don't think I have any of that.
1: You should. You're supposed to. You're supposed to.
0: No, I don't think I got any of those. Well,
1: you know what to help build the gut fauna? Kambach. That and an ice cold lollipop.
0: Oh, it would.
1: Yeah. How are yeah. you? I'm good. How are you? Other than
0: uh, sitting with plentiful gut fawns. <laughs> um, I'm good. I like
1: your use of gut fawns. Now I just imagine tiny deer <laughs> running around in my stomach.
0: <laughs> I feel like I should be more awake than I am. I feel pretty tired. What time did you wake up today? Uh, seven. Mm,
1: okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's reasonable to feel tired at seven. Yeah. At this... Hour. well and also i just got back from the trip for oh, that's we, right. we yeah, a week how
0: was that uh we record a week early a week ahead of schedule so i just got back from labor day where i went to i drove to virginia and then drove back it was like an eight hour trip each way how'd it go good we listened to some of the podcasts that were submitted for the network oh did you okay there heard some great ones yeah All heard right. some that we were less enthused by
1: okay okay but right. uh yeah got a lot of that done while we were in the car. Nice. Nice. I have to do I have to do more of that. I have to organize my whole playlist. We got way
0: more than I expected.
1: I know that's the thing is that and you and I were talking last week I was like I organized all these into a playlist and then I'll I'll listen to them and then like the next day you were like here's three more and I was like damn it. Yeah, I know last minute (laughs) Now I got to figure this out now I got to redo it all over again because I don't want to listen to get through a playlist and then go like I've listened to them all and you're like what did you think of these four? Yeah. I'm like I don't even know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. That's what you get for doing any work. I know. You should know better
1: for trying to be organized then on top of it, how was uh, how was Virginia hot? Virginia, it was yeah, Virginia. That's right. You just told me, yeah, and I've already forgotten the
0: land of cotton. Yep, yeah. old times there are not forgotten. Look away, look away,
1: look away, dixieland You have to look away because the old times are not forgotten. Because the Confederate flag is flying everywhere. Is that what's going on? Holy hell!
0: Good God! It was. I was not prepared. But it's uh yeah, it's uh they what was the thing that just happened? I think that the I we just found out that a friend of ours down there their daycare is doing uh prayers before they have, they say grace in their daycare before they eat.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say that they're doing prayers before they say grace before they eat. And I was like, "Wow, that's really. I mean, and that's then dedication, after, you know, and then yeah, before yeah, bed
0: yeah. and when you wake up and when
1: you brush your teeth." Yeah. <laughs> And then if you have a good pee, you just go hallelujah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I generally give a prayer when I'm sitting on the toilet.
1: Well, I don't know if that's called praying. I mean, you do go, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, a lot. But I don't know if that counts as a prayer.
0: I don't like this. Let's change subjects.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I could tell this was going to make you uncomfortable. And that's why I I kept going with it. I want to see how sometimes sometimes I start a conversation topic with you and it's like uh, it's like. Riding a Bronco. I'm like, let's see how long I can get Andrew to stay on this before he decides to just let me kick him off of it.
0: I feel like we do that to each other yeah, pretty frequently. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. We play chicken with conversation. <laughs> We're like, Let's go head first at each other and yeah. see who's going to veer first. Yeah. And uh, usually we just crash right into each other and we both smash through our respective windshields and then uh, just crash and burn. How
0: many relationships do you think have started by two improvisers because they keep saying yes and?
1: And they just keep going until they get married? Yeah.
0: And then it's like one long improv until you die for the rest
1: of your life yeah yeah i don't know but i could tell you this uh, from my perspective marriage has very little yes and to it so <laughs> I, read, I feel like that would end pretty quickly yeah 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 Welcome to the media lunch break, bring you all of your comic geek and movie news all the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and divert your eyes from all the Confederacy. My name is Christian. I don't like that one. Let me try it again. I think I want to do it again. I don't like that one. Uh, and the time it takes to eat a good sandwich. And improvise your way into and out of a relationship. See, I was going
0: to say, and I have a very awkward conversation with a divorce lawyer.
1: I like that one too. Let's keep all of them in, okay? Because comedy is, if nothing, just the ability to just pack everything in all at once. It's in threes, Chris. We got three three of them. We did get three of them. That means it's funny. Sure, it is. My name is Chris Drevo. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host Andrew. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. If I remember correctly, done. I believe. Say hello, Andrew.
0: That depends on who you ask. That's true. In some states, I'm known as El Chupacabra Ooh, for my insatiable appetite for goat. And cocaine. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, Andrew, so we're about, uh, we were trying to figure out what to talk about today. It's not a lot going on. Not a lot going on. But you know what is going on? She-Hulk's going on. It sure is. It's going on right now. And we're about a third of the way through it. And um, we were like, let's check in on this because there have been some some people after the first. By the way, so, uh, when we're recording this, we're a day off of the fourth episode. So, so by the time you're listening to this, the fourth episode is out for you guys. We've only
0: but watched the first
1: three. We've only seen the first three because for us, the next episode comes out tomorrow. So
0: if the next episode is like a love letter to Hitler or something and we're talking about how much we love this, just keep in mind we haven't seen
1: that one yet. Yeah. And we probably are now raving about it on social media. So go check us out on instagram but we were like let's check in on this because some people have had some interesting takes on this some hot takes on the social media and by hot takes i mean bunch of bras just fucking going off about women or something some dumb shit
0: i haven't seen this much anger over a green woman since captain kirk got that restraining order
1: oh oh andrew (laughs) ah Not only was it a quality joke, it was a Star Trek reference uh, as know, well. Is yeah. it my birthday? <laughs> so yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna check in with at least the first third of of She-Hulk and how we feel about where it's going so far and how it's been, all that good stuff. I was thinking, you know, if it's nine, maybe we could just do this every three episodes. Yeah,
0: it's not a bad idea. De- again, depending on what happens, if Ezra Miller like strangles a baby or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But maybe if if nothing else too crazy happens, maybe like halfway through and then and then we'll do like a wrap up at the end. So wait,
0: halfway through. So does that mean halfway into the fourth episode? Because it's nine episodes. So it'd be four and a half would be the middle. Sorry,
1: I meant every third. That's what I meant to say. You're right. Oh. Uh, maybe we'll do like three then after episode six, then after episode nine. If, but again, unless Ezra Miller, uh, you know, shears a sheep and then <laughs> <laughs> blood lets it in the middle of yeah. a pub or something, yeah, whatever, crucifies a
0: lizard whatever or something. The fuck, he does. <laughs>
1: they, they do. Sorry, they do. If are, I, is this
0: a tradition now? Are you going to fuck that up every I'm single episode? I'm going to fuck it up
1: every time. I'm not doing it on purpose. This is not. It is just. It is a thing that I'm just. I, I have to. I have to get better at this. I am admitting as a cis white male, I have to get better at that. And if I'm going to insult someone i want to do it in the proper pronouns <laughs> yeah so she so listen we could talk about story we could talk about characters we could talk about where we think it's going we could talk about casting we could talk about anything but let's just get right down to it what do you think of cgi in this thing by the way spoilers for she hulk it's fine
0: yeah it has no bearing on the quality of the show which is what i had sort of anticipated that like okay one it's not bad and two, even if it was, who gives a shit? Right. I think... <laughs> this is an avatar.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same vein as you. There are one or two instances where... I mean, it all looks a little ropey, but there's, there's one or two incidences... In particular, then I'm like, oh, that feels a little uh, that that's some TV CGI right there.
0: Sometimes the weight of the character feels a little light. Yes. Like sometimes when she's moving, it it feels like she's not a 700 pound person.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is because they're filming. What is her? Tatiana
0: Maslani. Tatiana
1: Maslany. OK, I almost said Tatiana Lee. I don't know why. No, I don't but, know. Uh, Tatiana Maslani. But they're filming Tatiana Maslany, who I believe is like. Five foot or something. Yeah. I think she's short yeah. and very, very light, and that you're transforming her through mocap into like a seven hundred pound woman. So right. it's, it's hard to add heft to that. Yeah, she would almost, I think, have to adjust how she walks.
0: Yeah, well, and I suspect she is, but it's hard to hit that target exactly when you've never done it before. Yeah,
1: but that's what I mean. It's hard to hit that. But yeah, for, but overall, it doesn't. I agree with you. There are a lot of people who are like CGI is terrible and. And this show sucks. And I'm like, that really doesn't detract from it. If, listen, if they were going to make her into a feature film, if they were going to make her into a movie, then I would suspect they would pour a lot more money into the Avatar.
0: Even if they didn't, man, I would still call no foul. Like if they were going out like James Cameron being like, wait till you guys see this, you're going to totally not even give a shit about the script. We're revolutionizing CGI. We're changing everything. We're pouring billions of dollars into new technology that we're creating for this. Then I'd be like... Yeah, okay, I guess. But they're just like, here's a story about a lawyer who turns into a green hulking monster.
1: Right. And for the most part, the the green hulking monster is almost like a side story so far. Yeah. You know, it's her dealing with being a green hulking monster, but it's not her having action adventures all the time. And again, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned this before, but like when it comes to the scenes between her and Mark Ruffalo, they've had his avatar for. Decades at this point, you know, like they've they've perfected that down. And I, he's
0: been in it. And he's been in times. it a
1: hundred times. And yeah. and so, like, they know how to make it move. They, I think, they even perfected it even more. With this series, because they just have they have they're like, all right, mm-hmm. you have the budget to create She-Hulk. This is the X dollars and X workers you have working on that, and here's some people on Hulk. Well,
0: and also, like I was saying, he very clearly feels comfortable in that mechanism and in the the mocap paint and with the camera on his head and all that shit. Whereas, like, this is the first time this poor woman has ever done this before. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's her performance at all. I think it's just they. It's well, like I like,
0: said, like about the weight, the movement. Oh and yeah, stuff. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah.
1: but I think. Most of this is just like, listen, it's a TV budget. Yeah. You know, I mean, granted, it's high TV budget, but it's, I think
0: for a TV budget, it looks fucking fantastic. It looks
1: really great. Yeah. 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 Also, you have other CGI characters that you have to divert that budget to. Right. Abomination. Like, yeah, it's not the same abomination. So they're not just using the old one from the Incredible Hulk, which right. was probably not the best anyway. So yeah. it needed an updating. So, yeah, uh, basically, everybody shut up about the CGI. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. It'll be fine. It gets it. It does what it needs to do. There's a like I said, there's a couple of points where it looks a little ropey sometimes when she's talking a little bit. But other than that, it's fine. Yeah. You know, are you having fun with the show? Are you enjoying the show?
0: I think this is the most fun show that Marvel has put out.
1: I would. I I think I can agree with that. Yeah. I think Hawkeye was fun as well. Yes. And I and this is why I like Hawkeye. And this is why I like the show, especially in this phase, which has been I don't want to say hit or miss, but like, but hit or miss. <laughs> it's a lot. You know, I, I miss the movies. Yeah. The movies were easily digestible and just a fun to watch. Some of these are kind of hit or miss, but this is like, this feels like a Marvel movie. Yeah. This feels like what I enjoy going to the movies to go see. It the does, Hawkeye yeah. was this, it's the reason I liked Hawkeye. I was like, yeah, this feels like a Marvel movie. Yeah. It's fun. It's light. It's compelling, and this is the same thing. Like, I like this character. Well, and it's
0: interesting, too, because Hawkeye was very fun in a way that, like, every time something fun would happen, he would sort of turn and give a wink and be like, Ah, I'm getting too old for this shit, you know, or whatever. Like, that was his—that was the fun style that they had. Whereas this is much more like— untethered. It's just wild and fun, and it makes a right turn that you don't expect it to. That seems impossible, but they do it anyway, and they're kind of in your face about it, which I love. It's something they haven't really done yet, and it feels like a predecessor to whatever they're going to end up doing with Deadpool.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that they built themselves an, a box, but they built themselves a nice big box to play in. Yeah. And so you have the room to take those right turns. And I kind of like the idea that it feels like this is a show that doesn't need to wrap up everything. Like you had um, Janelle, uh, she played the superpowered woman who brought us into the courtroom at the, at the end of the first episode. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's from the good place. That's all I can think The the woman from the good place. Let's just put it that way. But she's, she comes crashing in and they kind of make a reference to her in, the, in, uh, I think it was episode two or, or the last episode, but that's it. Like if she never popped up again, I'd be like, yeah, this seems like that type of world. Things come in, things go out. Yeah. Weird shit happens you know they throw stuff at her and it just kind of like goes off into a different direction
0: there's the like space alien and that threw their car over in the first episode that right. Banner's like yeah I gotta deal with that and we're like what's going on and it might come back maybe it won't maybe it will who knows it
1: could be explained in a line it could be a whole movie who knows yeah. what it's doing but uh, yeah it does it, it it could go anywhere at once and it can just leave it wherever it is which I kind of love I don't yeah. this is the type of show I'm, I'm not watching every single scene and going how is that going to wrap Up by episode nine. I kind of like that it's, you know, that, you know, again, you have this Emil Blonsky parole hearing. And then it's done. And I'm like, is this going to go anywhere else after that? Maybe it will. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the directory of the entire nine episodes.
0: Right. Well, and that's one of the great things they've done with the marketing, too, is that almost everything we saw in the trailers was in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea where they're going to go in six episodes. Right.
1: Uh, That's I kind of love that, too. Like, there's no doesn't feel like there's an overarching big bad they kind of set a couple of things up that it could be i thought the spaceship was going to come into play again that seems to be gone again the social media villain she could come back i don't think she's going to be the big bad but she could come yeah. back again
0: Blonsky, emil Blonsky, could end up like doing all sorts of crazy shit and
1: then i was like oh that's the gonna be the next nine yeah. episodes that's not the next nine episodes so i'm like kind of down to play for whatever they want to do, because I've already loved everything they've been doing so far. Yeah. Casting wise, how do you like Tatiana Maslany? This
0: is the first thing I've ever seen her in. Yeah. And she's fantastic. I mean, I look, I've heard for the past like six or seven years how incredible this actress is. And in fact, I told my fiance, Melinda, when we first got started watching it, I was like, I'm very interested to see this. Because Tatiana Maslany feels like a good get, and I don't have anything to reference that to other than people talking about how amazing she is in Orphan Black, and probably other stuff, too. But for anyone who doesn't know, and I haven't even seen the show, but in Orphan Black, she plays like 20 different Different characters. characters. Yeah,
1: she's a woman with multiple personalities.
0: No, that's not what it is. Oh, no,
1: she's clones? It's either clones or like
0: an alternate universe or something but she's finding these other versions of herself she is there's one that's sort of like an everyman version of her and then there's like a DJ a drug addict you know there's one with dreads there's one who's like a Pilates instructor there's one who's like a construction worker and they all look and feel very different and they were they grew up in different places so they all have entirely different personalities so in one show she's creating 20 30 40 characters right and so I was very interested to see how she handled this role Especially one that, frankly, Marvel. It was, so when this character got started like a million years ago, she was created in sort of the same way that the Hulk was, which was like, and and frankly, everything in the U.S. and most modern countries, which was the male gaze created these characters. That like, right. what was the Hulk? He was what every guy wanted to be. He's what every guy thought that every woman wanted, like a big, strong, muscle man who was gonna like beat the bad guys, and nothing can beat him, and women are gonna love him, and. And that's right. what created the Hulk. And what created right. She-Hulk was and like— Can I
1: just say really quickly, as a big, strong muscle man, uh, I can attest that is what women want. That's I right. all the time.
0: As a woman, I can attest that that's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> so they— mm-hmm. She-Hulk was created in a similar way, which was like, well— Basically, only young men read these, so let's put out like a super sexy version of The Hulk who's a woman. Yeah. And I actually got into it with a bunch of people when the first trailer for How this. How many
1: people do you think will masturbate to a green <laughs> woman? Let's find out. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out all of them. That's anyway, right. continue. I
0: actually got into it with a bunch of friends of mine who were not super comic book savvy. But it's interesting how many people—we touched on this a little bit, but it's interesting how many demographics of people were pissed off by the trailer. Yeah. Either because of the CG or because of how, like, woke it was, it seemed like it was going to be, or because—and this is where my friends came in—they were like, you know, I heard that in the comics, you know, she's like a big monster, muscular person, and it looks like they're turning her into, like, a a sexy, skin-tight bodysuit version, and I was like— what? Like three different people in one group said that at the exact same time and they all agreed with each other and I was like did you guys actually like Google? Look up an image? Yeah. Like did you just Google like She-Hulk 1960s comics? Yeah. And they were like no but like that's what I heard and I was like let's all just take a second and Google it because she was a a sexual character. She was incredibly sexualized. That was like her whole thing. Right. The stories were okay. She was fun. It was light. Uh, There wasn't a lot of drama in it, you know, the point wasn't to get attached to the characters and worry about their safety, the point was to just, like, pick up a comic book, have some fun, and then put it down, and so, like, they weren't, it's not the same character, with good reason, like, if we had two Hulks, I'd be like, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, why not just make a Hulk?
0: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just interesting to me how many people, I'm very interested to go back after the show is over and ask a bunch of people, like, so do you feel like it was too woke? Do you feel like it wasn't woke yeah. enough? Like, Because that's the thing, right? You've offended the people who think it's going to be too woke, and you've offended the people who think it's not woke enough. And I'm like,
1: what is happening? Yes, perfect. That's great. That's exactly where you want to live. I agree, uh, actually. No, I agree with you, too. I Because uh, it also
0: keeps everyone on their toes. Like we were saying before, I have no idea what's going to happen.
1: Uh, so how do you feel about... um you know, is uh, I, I love all the the. By the way, they use this in the episode. If you, if I've read this, that there's the one episode. I think it was the third episode where on social, there's a bunch of quotes on social media being read out loud about like. You know, oh, yeah, those are real quotes from the trailer. That people left on like the YouTube channels and social media and everything, they took those actual quotes. That does
0: not surprise me because that's another thing too that they're doing really, really well. Is like there is no fourth wall in the show, and it's fantastic. It's
1: turning us into a bunch of soy boys and whatever. <laughs> I
0: love that there's no fourth wall in this show. I think it's fantastic. It's great.
1: Yeah, and I think I think it's used really well because it's used somewhat sparingly.
0: I would say very sparingly. Yeah, but almost you you kind of forget that they talk to the audience and then they just do right? or even when they don't. There's the joke Ruffalo made about being an entirely different different person. person. Yes, I
1: hollered. Yeah, there's a lot of tongue in cheek in this, which is really, really good. Somebody's I think I I forget if we talked about it or somebody else I had read talked about how like they're waiting for a Deadpool reference like they're gonna. Yeah, I, I feel like and I feel like it might actually come. Uh, Just a a fourth wall breaking line about Deadpool. I'm gonna say probably ninth episode if I was if I was a betting man. If
0: it's the ninth episode, then we better see Ryan Reynolds.
1: Oh that's true. That'd be pretty good.
0: Because so far we've had like a bunch of cameos.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be interesting. It would be great. I mean it'd be great if they just if if they were just like, alright, I know we've been cameo heavy, so really quick, here you go. And they just flash to like a thousand Marvel people. You don't even need, you know, (laughs) just a big room. Yeah. You just get set up a a camera in front of all of them and just go like really quick, you know, yeah. And just get it over with. But uh, I, I, somebody was saying, I think there's going to be a Deadpool reference. I kind of agree. Like you, this seems like a show who understands the elephant in the room between them already using actual quotes from social media, making reference to the fact that Mark Ruffalo was not the guy who, Uh, was fighting Emil Blonsky. You know, I I think they're smart enough to go like, well, we should if we're breaking the fourth wall, we should make one Deadpool reference to it. So I think that's coming. when and where I don't know where. But
0: but I also think that, like, if they didn't, fine. You know, it's interesting. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't think you're losing anything by it. Right. I just think that I think this is a smart enough show. That they were like, we'll find a good spot to put this in if we're going to put it in.
0: The writing is very good. The writing is really strong. The show is adapted for Disney Plus by Jessica Gao. It's written by Gao and the directing team is led by Kate Quarrow. But Jessica Gao, I, like they both have worked on things that I'm not super familiar with. But I love the writing. It feels very informed. Yeah, it's so funny because a lot of the critiques of this, the negative critiques, feel like they're saying, well, this person doesn't know anything about She-Hulk. And it's like, no, you don't know anything about it. Like, this is She-Hulk. This is what She-Hulk has always been. And the writing feels very tapped into to modernizing the original implementation of this character in the comics from forever ago.
1: I also think that She-Hulk is one of those characters and maybe one of the reasons that they chose to do this character is that there's not... I mean, she's been around for a while, but there's no... There's not a lot of, like... Vast history to her, and that there's not like a a monumental storyline. Like like when you say She Hulk, you a lot of people go, "Oh, this storyline." You know what I mean? Like there's room to play with this character, right? Because there's not much to her. Like you said, when she was created in the in the 60s, it was more like, "Let's create a, a a female version of the Hulk." I mean, it's the 60s. They were like, let's create a chick version of the Hulk (laughs) so that everybody can look at her. And that's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: And it's the same. Look, there's pros and cons with that sort of thing. In the same way that Miss Marvel, it was the same thing because it was just created like five years ago. So it's like, okay, you have the one thing that the character is known for. There's only one story arc so far. It hasn't been rebooted yet. So. You either go with that or you change everything. And in the same way with She-Hulk, it's like, it's so flippant. No one is going to like, you know, when I'm sure when Iron Man came out, people were upset that they updated it to Afghanistan or right. wherever it was, the Middle East, right. uh, instead of the Korean War. But you kind of had to. And with this, you can kind of do whatever
1: you want. Exactly. Yeah. I do also think that Jessica Giao is someone who clearly understands the genre she's playing in. And again, I've, I've touched on this with other Marvel movies about, you know, What's enjoyable is that it's not they're usually not just a superhero movie or a superhero show. They take a certain genre of movie or genre of television and then put their characters into it and play within that. Right. And this is like the David E. Kelly, you know, uh, law hour long drama type of thing where it's it's less, you know, the courtroom proceedings are not really like front and center. It's not like law and order or something. It's more the drama the character drama behind it. Right. And so they're getting they she gets what that is. She gets how to kind of craft a story in that sandbox. And then put this character into it.
0: Yeah. It's more like Ally McBeal, which was like, it's about what's going on behind the scenes and how it affects what's happening in the forefront. Yeah.
1: I mean, Ally that's a David E. Kelly show right there. And that's usually the reference everybody makes towards this. Yeah. Which makes sense. I definitely see it.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything bad to say about this? I don't think I have a single bad thing to say about it.
1: You know, I don't think so. I was trying to think if there's anything that I really don't like. And it's not, again... Because they keep it so light and fun, I can't really, you know, clock it for being fluff or anything because they are outwardly like, no, this is what this is, you know?
0: Well, and it's interesting, too, because even though it's fluff, I still find that I care very deeply about the characters.
1: Oh, I love her. And I do, too, you know, and you want to see her triumph. And and even the one guy lawyer that that with the side story, the B story with the defending the um, guy who thought he was. Dating Megan the Stallion. My God. Which, by the way, can I just, okay, because everybody's on the twerking scene. <laughs> and i thought it was great <laughs> yeah i thought it was i, it I was literally great. i laughed so loud people are upset about the twerking scene and i was like this is hilarious yeah. what are you talking about what a great get
0: well and a big part of that as well is you know it goes back into the same like chauvinistic conservatism cuz like a lot of the stuff i'm seeing is about how women want to be taken seriously but then they go on tv and twerk with Megan Thee Stallion and i'm like that doesn't make them Right. Less. Right. Like less influential, less of a person. Like it's a dance. My
1: guy. Also, my guy, Megan Thee Stallion is a multimillionaire. Well, yeah, like platinum selling artist. So uh, if you go to say that women can't be taken seriously because they're twerking, I'm like Megan Thee Stallion is literally the example that you give to prove that wrong because she is more successful than all of you people complaining about this 10 times over will ever be and combined (laughs) because of twerking. So shut the hell up.
0: One. Okay. So, and to add an additional layer on top of that, yes, please do. It is a joke. My guy, my guy, (laughs) it is a joke right like it's not they're not like look at the if this was a serious crime drama right that ended with the main character lawyer twerking with Megan the stallion I'd be like that's tonally off a little bit yes but it's the reason that bit works is because it's absurd ridiculous and insane yes because twerking is absurd ridiculous and insane and a lawyer doing it is absurd ridiculous and insane and a superhero doing it is absurd ridiculous and insane the whole Whole thing is absurd, ridiculous, and insane.
1: Yeah, it's also just endearing for the character because she loves Megan the Stallion, and she's yeah. like a seventy foot, you know, hulking <laughs> green woman uh, who can who could crush anyone in that building. And yeah. she's like, "But you, I love you." Yeah,
0: what I love, she's like, she's when you know, how are we supposed to take them seriously when this person who's trying in that moment to not be taken seriously? Is making a joke. It's almost like people are full of nuance. I know. And sometimes they want to be respected. And other times they're intentionally making a joke at their own, like, I was going to say deficit. Expense.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, because if you expend something, then you would have a deficit. So you would have been right. And if you
0: defecate something. It's going to cost you. It's it's (laughs) it's going to cost you. I'm going to (laughs) pray.
1: Yeah. And then say grace and then have breakfast. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I can't really think of anything really kind of crazy. I'm really interested to see. How Daredevil plays into this? Yeah, you know, I think he's coming in episode five. So I think even oh. the episode that's out right now, as you, the listener, are listening to this, I don't think he's shown up. I don't know why I'm saying episode five. I may have read that somewhere. I may be thinking of Game of Thrones. Don't even, yeah. don't even worry about it. When
0: Daredevil showed up in Game of Thrones, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I'm. Uh, I think it, I want to say it's five. I think that's what they say. Are
0: you thinking of Hot D?
1: Hmm. I could be thinking of hot D house of the dragon is episode five. When the hot D is good. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah. In episode five, something big happens in hot D that's what I'm saying. But I may be also, it may also happen in episode of she Hulk episode five, she Hulk that Daredevil shows up or none of this is true and he's shown up already or he'll never show up. And that was a fake. out. I was going to
0: say, maybe he's not in it. Maybe he's not in it at all. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they take the mask off and it's Ryan Reynolds.
1: Oh, Brilliant. Yeah, I have nothing really. I, I'm loving this show so far. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to check back in in three episodes because again we haven't really seen if there's going to be like an overall arc to this yeah. other than her dealing with how to live as She Hulk. But you know, the, so the next three episodes might hold something completely different. That's again why this might be refreshing to do every three episodes is you never you don't know what the next three are going to hold for. And
0: my biggest uh, concern is that the tone will drop. Or the energy will drop or something, because when we watched Ms. Marvel, which, again, totally different production team. Sure. But I remember the first episode of Ms. Marvel blew me out of my fucking chair. Yes. And it was so incredible and so inspired. And then as it went on, I was like, okay, it's still good. Right. But it definitely dropped off. Not in quality, necessarily, but in, like, the creativity of the CGI. Right. Like, stuff was coming to life. The graffiti was moving around. And chalkboards were moving and shifting. Yeah. Like, the chalk on it was moving. And it was
1: a lot. I mean, they were doing it, like, every scene, and then... Yeah.
0: And then the next episode, it was like,
1: every other scene. Yeah. And then
0: the third episode, it was like, you know, every few scenes. And by the end, it was like, ah, we'll throw in a little CGI here and there and maybe have some fun. I still love the woman who plays Kamala Khan.
1: Oh, she's fantastic, and I yeah, can't. Yeah, and wait. everyone
0: in there does a great job, but it yeah. it felt a bit like I, I don't know, like the horses like piled out of the gate, and then they all just sort of kept running a little bit. They, they they kept going, like they they all finished the finish line. They did a great job, but it was like, yeah, it was really exciting at the beginning, and then they were just sort of like, yeah, we're here.
1: Yeah, it was a, I think that what turned out to be the central storyline for Ms. Marvel was a little lackluster, and so there wasn't yeah, like a whole lot but it of... it wasn't
0: just that. It was tonally and no, like I how fast the action was and stuff but like I that. But I think
1: they also, I think they just... Because of a lackluster storyline, they they didn't have any steam going into it. Potentially.
0: Because this feels so quick.
1: It does. She-Hulk. Yeah. Like,
0: every time we get to the end of an episode, I'm like, what?
1: Yeah, that went fast. That went really fast. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that there. it's not like, I'm excited to see the next episode because I enjoyed this one so much. And not... I'm excited to see the next episode because in the last 30 seconds, something happened. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not like, oh, this episode was fun. Oh, shit. I got to watch the next episode. It's throughout the whole episode. Yeah, that's something that I yeah. think
0: a lot of shows. Have, I'm trying to think of specific ones. But there have been a lot of shows as of late that have done that where it'll be like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then the last 10 seconds, yeah. there's some huge twist and it's like,
1: yeah, all right. A lot of the Marvel shows have been yeah. like that. I mean, I feel like Loki was like that. I mean, there Loki was a, good, was a really good show mm-hmm. and there are some really standout episodes. But overall, now that I'm kind of removed from it. I'm like, most of the time, I like the episode, and then the thing that drew me back to the next one is something that happened in the last 30 seconds.
0: I feel like only Murders in the Building does that. Yeah. And not that it's bad no, for I it, know, but I, know I think saying. it does do, like a there's like a, a main plot, and then the last 10 seconds, yeah. it's like, oh, this character you thought didn't know anything goes in and they show that they do know something, and it's like, how's the next episode going to affect be affected the, by that?
1: Yeah, the only thing I'll say about... Only Murders in the Building, which I love that we're now talking about that show, because I actually love that show, is that that at least that show is kind of in that genre that like Agatha Christie twist at the end type of thing. So it makes sense. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. I just mean,
0: it is a it's a thing that is happening in modern television that like we're doing this thing to try and hook you on the next episode at the end of the last episode. Because
1: I think because. It's a lot of binging. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we want you to binge this. You could
0: go to bed. Yes. Or, or. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a thousand other things you could watch. Or. Yeah. You know.
0: Or you can find out why that person snuck into
1: their panic room. Right. Or whatever. And I think this doesn't need to do that. One, because it's week to week. Yeah. So I can watch this and enjoy it and it ends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But even afterward, like if people pick it up later, I just it's so much fucking fun. Yeah.
1: But it's not like I it's also refreshing because it doesn't have a twist ending and because it's week to week I got at the beginning of the next one I go, "Wait, what happened at the end of that?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can just like if I kind of remember it, I'm like, "Oh, that was the one where she met Megan Thee Stallion. Okay, great.
0: Yeah. I also love that the exposition was wrapped up in like 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, so quick. Here's how you get your powers. My blood flowed into your arm. The end. Great. That's it.
0: You're a Hulk. Yeah. Hey, let's train for a little bit. No, you don't need to. All right. See you later. Yep.
1: Off you go. All right. Yeah,
0: because we don't need, and I think I saw some. I think it might have been Feige, or there was someone in the MCU who was talking about this. You know, like, can you imagine? Because people are that was another thing that like conservatives were in an uproar over about how woke it is that oh she doesn't even need to practice being angry or or whatever, being able to switch back and forth. Like Bruce Banner spent like ten years trying, and it's like yeah, but we already saw that. Yeah, like can you imagine having to watch that same fucking arc over again for ten years with a different actor?
1: Jesus Christ! But also, and she has that great speech about how, like, this is what a woman does every single day. Yeah. And... Listen, uh, one, that's correct. That is what women have to deal with every single damn day. But also, this is a different person than he is. Yeah.
0: At the end of the day, I don't give a shit. They have an answer. I don't care if it makes sense. This is what we're doing. And I'm like, great, because I would fucking shit my pants if I had to sit through all that again. (laughs)
1: Right. Because that's the thing is, honestly, as great as that speech is of like, this is what a woman has to deal with every day. If if their answer was, she was like, you got to learn to balance your anger. And she's like, I've been in therapy for 10 years. I already know how to do this. Yeah. I would have accepted that and just gone with it. Maybe Bruce Banner is just a manic depressive who needs to get on Zoloft and just never did. And so we have the Hulk. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things. I would
0: have accepted. I don't know why this is happening.
1: Right. Yeah. And right. I would have accepted that, too. Yeah. It's Because it's
0: the right decision tonally and story structure wise. They
1: could have literally just gone. Uh, You know, Bruce Banner goes, I don't understand why you can do this. And then she just goes, because I'm a different person than you. Yeah. And then we move on. Yeah, that's it. Different people have different reactions to different things. Here's
0: another thing it could have been. The blood that came out of him was the blood of a person who can control it. Right. Maybe that has evolved. Maybe he has genetically changed since he first became the Hulk. Yeah. She's not getting the gamma radiation from the original. She's getting the new one.
1: Or she's getting a watered down version of the gamma radiation because it's in the blood and not directly... The gamma radiation directly. And because it's like a couple drops. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Just go with it. It's fine. Yep. Also, none of this can actually happen in real life. So maybe we suspend our disbelief for a little bit. (laughs) That's
0: the thing I've been telling people, too. People who are upset about how unrealistic it is. I'm like, you know what happens if you get gamma radiation? You fucking die. Yeah.
1: So there you go. So you
0: get cancer.
1: I am interested. I, I had one. This is my last kind of just a random thought about this that has nothing to do with anything else we've been talking about. So I know you're interested. I'm interested to know how they're able to do this character at all, considering they don't own the Hulk. But they might own She-Hulk. That's what I'm curious about is do that? Because usually, though, in in this, it's, you know, you have the character and then also like there's essentially like a universe of characters that is included in that. Like the reason they, that Sony can do certain villains of Spider-Man is because they own the villains as well. Cause they're associated as a Spider-Man character and things like that. Right. I would assume that she Hulk was, included in the Universal owning the Hulk, but apparently not.
0: Screen Rant has an article called Why She-Hulk's movie and TV rights are different from Hulk's. Oh, excellent. It's possible, then. The deal doesn't include TV shows, Ah. which makes it possible for her to have her own and therefore would allow Ruffalo's Bruce Banner to show up at some point, given that Marvel's Disney Plus TV shows will be an active part of the MCU, and like Netflix shows, She-Hulk will be part of the MCU, though not exactly as fans would have expected. Of course, the possibility of She-Hulk... Not being part of the universal deal, which makes everything much easier for him, so there is a possibility that she just wasn't in that deal. In that
1: deal, yeah. Or it sounds like you can make her a television show because you're not making him a television show, right? So, like the the same way that he can be in the Avengers as long as he's not the lead of the movie, right? Then they're like, all right, well, we'll take this side character, make her the uh, give her her own television show. Then he's technically a side character, and therefore we can do it. Yeah. Excellent. Interesting.
0: I love as well, though, that Screen Rant had that whole article where the first five paragraphs are just like, she Hulk is this character. Hulk is this character. It's hard to do Hulk. And then at the end, they're like, I don't know. But here are some ideas. Yep. That thing you just clicked on. We don't
1: know the answer to. Can we
0: make a company like that? Yes. Where we have all the answers to everything. And then when you get there, we're like, nah.
1: Yeah. uh, But instead of writing it down, why don't we just record it? And then put it on the internet. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. That's you know what I like about that? We've What's been that? doing it for fucking five years. Exactly. Should we go into the reading assignment, sir? Let's! Let's do it. So, Andrew. Yes. I gave you, as your reading assignment last week, The Human Target by Tom King.
0: The Human Target, brother of the human
1: J.C. Penney. And cousin to the human Macy's. And... Uncle to the human Walmart. We could keep going. Don't think we won't. Oh, I will. Okay. And nephew to the human Sam Club. The human Sam's Club. (laughs) I love that you're just doing them for me. Ex boyfriend to the human Costco. Ooh. (laughs)
0: That's, That's an ex.
1: Yeah. Don't bring it up. It's awkward. It's very awkward.
0: He's an alcoholic, a terrible family member, and morally bankrupt, which is what makes him such a relatable character.
1: The Human Target by
0: Tom King. First issue was published in January of 2022. The first six issues have come out one a month since then, with the seventh issue scheduled to be published in October. Christopher Chance is a man of disguise capable of impersonating any person down to the finest detail, which evidently isn't a big deal because we see a friend of his do it in the same series. He loans his services out to rich people who are at high risk of being murdered. He pretends to be them and then pretends to die, tricking them murderers into thinking the job is done recently he was poisoned while pretending to be lex luther he has 12 days or issues to live and he's spending his last remaining days searching for the murderer and chasing ass <laughs> i mostly like it if we want to get that do we want to dive right into that yeah dive right into it go for I it mostly like it? it okay i think tom king is trying some techniques out or or pushing some envelopes in certain ways just to test some stuff out and i think it gets a little much for me at times okay it's hard for me to follow a lot of it okay and maybe that's intentional it feels a lot like i remember when i went to see tinker taylor soldier spy which people fucking loved it was nominated for every oscar but i was like i don't understand a single fucking thing i just watched And I feel that way through a lot of this. There are frequently four, five, six storylines sometimes happening on the same page. Right. It can be very, very difficult to keep track of what's going on. In fact, there's a moment there was something that happened in like the fourth issue of six that I was like, wait, when did that happen? And it was something I totally missed. And and it was like important to the plot. And I haven't even had the chance to go back and look because I so they say there's a there's a person that they it's a whodunit. So I won't spoil anything, but there's a person that they go to very early on because I guess because a clue led them there. But I thought it was just sort of like random happenstance. And then like four issues later, they're like, that's remember, that's how we found this thing. That's why we went to that person. And I was like, oh, there was a reason. I didn't did I know that?
1: I missed that. Yeah, did yeah, we say yeah. that
0: often? It does that thing that like 1950s and 60s gumshoe films and and shows do where like mm-hmm. he's having dialogue, he's having a discussion with someone but at the same time there's a voiceover happening. And I think that's a lot easier to do when you're watching body language as well. Yeah. But you can't really see gestures and body language. So like I frequently was having to go back and reread the top of the page again. Or what I found worked eventually was I would read the whole page in his narrator section. And then I would go back and read what's happening in the scene. Right. Um, Because it's like he says to the woman, like, how did you get here? And then above it says, like, I could tell she was having trouble. And then it's like the next one is like she says, oh, I took a bus. And he's like. Like a dame who walked in, you know, and I'm just like, there's two <laughs> different things happening at the same time. She walked
1: into my life and she never walked out of my home. Yeah,
0: and it's and, and then by the end I was like, wait, how did she get there? And I had to go back and reread just that section. So, like, a lot of that stuff is very hard for me. There's one issue as well that's very cool. I feel like this is a series that you would need to reread a couple of times. Mm-hmm. There's a whole issue that takes place while he's passing the salt.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Which is a, uh, I believe that's a um, thats a technique that has been in, explored before in rhetoric and in um, sort of literature. There's right. a book that is very famous that I cannot remember the name of that takes place entirely between- Not
1: famous the, enough, apparently.
0: Well, yeah. But between the time that someone gets sugar for their tea and puts it into their tea- And it's just everything they're thinking of and discussing and working through in their mind as they are moving the tea from the container to their cup or or as they're moving the sugar from the container to the cup. But that one was also like five different plots going on at the same time where like – He's turning into another character. He's like morphing into an. I was like, is this a dream? Like, or an LSD trip? What's going on? I don't know when things are happening. There's nothing that says like then versus now or like 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Right. So, like, there's a story of a kid and his dad who's also him. But I was like, is this happening now? Is it a dream? Is he in, there's also, then he's in bed with a woman, but then there's another character in bed with another woman, and I I just was, and then he's at table, get it passing the salt, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. And by the end, I sort of got it, but I spent the first 25 pages trying to figure out what was happening and not in a like, oh, what's this going to turn into? I I had no idea what these characters were doing, really what they were saying, what they were alluding to. So stuff like that can be very hard. I'm mostly interested in it. I do kind of want to see what's happening. I think like the Tom King essence is still there, which I love. Like for anyone who doesn't know, he wrote Mr. Miracle, which is one of my favorite books. It's one of your favorite books. Yeah, it's incredible. Among other things. He's a great writer And it might be a little too heady and wordy for
1: me. Yeah, I'm having fun with this. I like and I think some of the things that that maybe you're that are putting you off are are some of the things that I actually enjoy because I enjoy the there's also a very heavy love story going on at the center of this. Yeah. And I think what causes that kind of like haziness in the narrative is the fact that while going on this hard boiled case of trying to to find who this killer is, he's at the same time also falling in love, which creates this this kind of like... It, it throws him for a loop. And so it, it, Tom King really works at trying to create this idea of like this kind of haze that's kind of over everything. He's not maybe seeing things as clearly anymore as he normally would if he was just on his own.
0: Also, his blood alcohol level is 97.
1: Yeah, it's always he's always really drunk. So I think King is trying to put you kind of in the per- first person perspective of that all the time, instead of, you know, a lot of comics, even if they have a narrative, like the, the thought bubbles or the, the thought boxes or anything like that, you still get the feeling of like, you're a third person in this scene, right? That they the main character is talking to you from the outside. And this, I think King is trying to give you the perspective of like, you are inside of, the human target you're inside of him right now, and he's having these thoughts and you can hear them, but he's not talking directly to you. You're with him. And so that kind of euphoric haze that can come over when you're in some sort of like fiery relationship or or new love or something like that, that can cloud the rest of what you're doing is very prevalent and that affects how the story is being structured and it affects the art and the way that, that the stories is running and, and the through line of the whole thing
0: and the decisions that the characters and make the decision
1: that the characters make and like, and what you kind of see and what details get focused on. And again, we're only halfway through this. So I think what I'm finding compelling about this is like, there is that undercurrent of, is this, love story genuine or is this a misdirect by that other person yeah to get him off the scent because there's always that too well
0: and it's interesting too because for a minute i was like is he actually who he says he is because he could be someone else too as soon as they, there's so this isn't really a spoiler but at some point uh martian manhunter is mentioned i'll say and i was like Wait, he's sort of a he can turn into other people, too. Right. And I was like, he could be any of these people. Right. He could be the human target right now. Right. Which would explain why he's so good at what he does.
1: Right. That's that's very true. That's a good point. So, you, yeah, you may not even be following the human target, is what you're saying? Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it does feel like you're in his head, but there's a possibility that it's not. Or maybe he something has happened to the Martian Manhunter's brain, and he right. thinks he's the human target or something. It could be. I don't know that that's—based on the foreshadowing that we've been given at the time, I don't think that's probably what's happening. But right. that could be a possibility as well. Like, we are made to think that we're in the human target's brain, but maybe
1: we're not. Yeah, that's very true. And also, I, I think I'm enjoying it, and this is more for me as a DC reader, it harkens back to the kind of JLA and Justice League International days of, you know, I think I had a thousand years ago gave you this for the reading assignment, but that version of the Justice League with Guy Gardner and Batman and Marsha Manhunter and Fire and Ice and, and Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. And so you get... You're, you're kind of going back to that era and, and checking in with those characters. And so there's, there is something fun about that. And it's like revisiting old friends. It's a little bit of that feeling.
0: Yeah, well, and it's interesting too. I also, on top of that, I really felt... You know, people say this all the time, and we've probably said it on this show, about one of the great things about superhero comic books and movies and TV shows is that they're eternal. Right. Is that, like, we'll be gone, but Batman will still be around kicking ass. Right. And I really felt, it really felt like, to me, these characters never change in a good way. Mm -hmm. It has some heart to it of, like, we're still here. That, like, that group is gone. But we still exist and we always will, which I really liked of like her meeting with Booster Gold and meeting with Blue Beetle and all that stuff. There is a feeling of sort of eternity in this that is extremely comforting to look at.
1: Yeah, because you also don't really know when this takes place. Right. You know, is it happening today? Is it happening just slightly after that time? You know, you get the feeling that this was when they're visiting all these old Justice League members, it's like, ah, uh, those were the good old days. So you get the feeling like some time has passed. Yeah, but, but
0: everyone's also like 30 years old.
1: Yeah, it, it, <laughs> but yeah, and it kind of stands apart from yeah. the rest of the universe. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a little bubble outside of it. Because all
0: these people are very young and they're talking about the good old days and how things used to be. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. they're all
1: still heroes. Right, you know? and, and they're, they're all very going. clearly
0: like. Not older than 40. Right. You know, which right, I'm right, like, right. which is not a bad thing. Like, I, I, I actually do mean it sounds like I like the words I'm saying could be taken very negatively. But I actually think that's it feels like sort of like a like a blanket. Yeah. That you're, you're like, oh, yeah, my blanket, you know, from when I was a kid, I feel like finding it in a drawer. And you're like, oh, yeah. Remember that? You know, it's still here.
1: Um, what do you think of the art, the art style of this?
0: The art's great. I mostly didn't notice it, which means it's doing its job. Right. When I did notice it, I there were some, like, very intense close-ups that I was like, oh, these are, like, charcoal yeah. swatches. Yeah. Which I was like, is this? It, surely it must be a plug-in on Photoshop or something. But it, it looks like it's made with, like, I don't know what, like charcoal or something.
1: Right. I know what you're saying, yeah. But I, I like
0: it. It's good. The characters are all very different. They stand out. They pop without being too aggressively in your face.
1: It has that kind of like 60s James Bond feel to it and somewhat too, which I kind of yeah, like.
0: Yeah, it does. A little art deco.
1: Yeah, uh, which I really, really like because it gives you, again, that idea of like this old, you feel every cover and the art and everything, you feel like it's this pulp, this this old style pulp murder mystery which is kind of fun but it has some i don't know something else going on with it again that kind of like haze that comes over it you're like this is and there's I, what i think tom king has done really well is he Well, we should
0: say too before we move on to that because i forgot to look it up is greg smallwood does the art for yes, this yes
1: and he does it fantastic job with it yeah but i think what's nice is the story he's built for himself is that there's an underlying urgency with every issue that doesn't need to be spoken or reminded of is that he's established like i got 12 days to live and so at the end of every issue when he has instead spent time with his new lover and not made more headway in solving the case you're like Oh, God, this guy's wasting the last time of his life. You know what I mean? You're wasting the last days of your life. Or is he? And that's, I think, one of the themes of this, of like, you know, are you wasting your time if you have 12 days to live and you said, I'm going to solve the mystery that is going to be my own murder? Am I wasting my time by letting just letting that go and not? solving it and just going in this direction
0: or is ice the lead culprit now
1: right yes and that's the other thing and that's the kind of like, or is
0: he like or you know or, or yeah. is he confident that she's going to eventually that hanging around this person is going to bring up a new suspect
1: exactly yeah is this who's playing what ge- kind of game yeah this how, is a how much of this con. is method
0: and how much is madness
1: right and there's a long con going on here but you don't know who's playing it
0: yeah well you know? and it also feels a bit like, um, I had a moment in this where I was like, you know, you know, there's a famous panel. I think it was in a comic you gave me, actually. But it's a famous panel online of I think it's Green Lantern. I think it's Hal Jordan talking to Batman. And he's like, well, you have sonar powers or something, right? And Batman's like, nope. And he's like, well, you can fly like a bat. And he's like, nope. And he's like, wait, you're not just a guy in a bat suit, are you? And Batman just sort of smiles at him. <laughs> and I had a, a moment of that where I was like is this just a guy in a bat suit? Like I was like, surely his power is that he can't die. Yeah,
1: is this just a guy? Because why yeah. else
0: would you become a human target? Right. Unless you, or, or because he would, you know, he climbed out of the grave at the beginning. So I was like, he, he's like Solomon Grundy. He dies. Right. He comes right. back. That's his thing. Right. And then I was like, and now he's talking about how he's, he only has a few days left to live. And I'm like, oh, that's not his thing. He's just really good at not
1: dying. No, that's his, that's his thing. He's really good at not not dying. He doesn't die Yeah. Because this isn't a new King didn't make this character. Oh, uh, yeah, that's old. right. Yeah. But
0: it's not like a superpower.
1: No, it's not a superpower. He's just a dude. Uh, and that's the other thing I kind of love about this is like he's in this world of all these super beings. He's just a dude. He's just yeah. a hard boiled detective type of dude. Just trying not to die, but
0: putting himself in the worst possible situation over and over again.
1: Exactly. And he's kind of found this weird niche. Yeah. Uh, ability that he has, like a talent that he has. It's not a superpower. He's just very talented at like make it, you know figuring out who's going to kill someone. And so instead of just catching the bad guy, he's just like, well, I'll just act dead for you. Yeah, that's it. And then you'll pay me a lot of money. Yeah. And that'll be great. So yeah. So before we get out of here, there we're six issues in. We got six more to go. From what you've read, do you think you want to finish this story? I
0: do. But honestly, the only thing that tips me over the edge to do it is my trust in Tom King because he hasn't let me down yet. Right. This, it, it, like I said, it's not bad, but it is like, I feel like it's so much work for me to try to get through it and to process everything that's happening. And right, like, it, this isn't a, a comic you can just breeze through. Um, like what did we, what, like, um, was it the last Ronin we were talking about that moves really quick?
1: Yes. It must have been. Yeah, I think so.
0: This isn't one that, for me, moves very fast. You kind of have to pay attention to the details. Right. There's, you know, sometimes two or three sets of dialogue for three different plot lines going on on the same page. Uh, you have to keep track of what's going to what. And a lot of the writing is also kind of strange, like phrases that uh, there were phrases that I was like, is that how a human would say that? Uh, and th- there's a couple typos here and there, too, that kind of threw me off and I had to reread, right. which is not, you know, that's small potatoes. But overall, I think it's mostly good. But based on like how little time we have and we're both parents and I'm like, I don't know, you know, I if it was written by anyone else, I feel like I probably wouldn't. Continue.
1: Uh, yeah. OK. I get what Unless
0: you're I really found myself like I got nothing to do and yeah. I'll read. I'll finish this because I read the first half of it. It's OK. I want to see how it turns out. Yeah. But I don't think I would seek out the time to finish this if it were not for his name being on it.
1: That's fair. That's a fair point. Um. So issue seven is going to come out September October. 28th. September, September twenty
0: eighth. Wikipedia says October.
1: Mm, um, Wikipedia
0: is full of shit.
1: That's what. Uh, this is what I have on forbiddenplanet.com. Wow. Yeah, this item is available for pre order. Yeah, December, uh, September twenty eighth. Uh, so that'll be what in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So you got time. You got about two weeks to read six issues of the Human Target. There's also an interim Tales. I forget what it's called now. It just came out last week. Tales of the Human Target or something like that. You can read it. You cannot. It doesn't affect if, if you don't. But it's just fun.
0: It's interesting, too. Tom King, this is right up his alley as well, because this is a character that the comics have not touched for 12 years. Right. It's a B character that, you know, Michael Keaton hasn't played.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
0: just a guy that DC was like, hey, you want to do something with this? And he was like, yeah, it's sure. just
1: sitting around. Yeah, yeah, yeah this feels like one of those characters that Tom King was like, I have an idea for this. Yeah. And they were like, Great. We're not doing anything with that thing. Go for it. Go crazy. Here, let me
0: dust this off for you. Pull yeah. it out of the trash real quick here. You can have this garbage. But
1: that's what I like is that this is I think what I'm really enjoying is like you have a writer who has found like there's this obscure character. And you know why it hasn't gotten the, the kind of push that it deserves is because this is what the story should be. Like this is using this character in the right genre and the right tone and the right art, like pinpointed to perfection this is how this character should be done
0: yeah and it's such an obscure character that i had heard that tom king was writing a human target series a run but i did not know it was dc so when you told me you suggested it for the reading assignment i was like oh that's a weird choice okay i guess i'll pick it up and then i looked at it and i was like wait a minute is this dc comics there are all these characters that i know yeah what is this i suspect as well i think there were some accidental spoilers in some of the comic cover art because we see the arms of characters coming in and threatening him and many of them are characters that we see in the first six issues and some of them are characters we have not seen yet oh that's true so i i suspect we'll be seeing some of
1: those i mean i have to look at the i i suspect they're just drawing the the arms of everyone in that old justice league it could be uh thing or it could be foreshadowing could be or it could be just a guy needed to draw a bunch of arms because there are two green lanterns Hmm, interesting and i don't think
0: there were two green lanterns on the jli right
1: i don't think so i don't think so so yeah that's interesting i'll take a look at that do you have something for me
0: oh boy do i i tried for like twenty, it was the longest part of the reading assignment of getting my notes for this whole episode. I couldn't choose one; it was so hard for me. I did pick one eventually, but I, I haven't read it yet. Okay, it's uh, it's one that I've seen about on comic websites, people talking about it. So uh, uh, it should be pretty quick. It's only a four issue run. Okay, it's written by Mark Miller, which is the correct way to pronounce his name.
1: Okay, so says you.
0: Yeah. You get it wrong every time. And it's called.
1: You're making this up as you go, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) The
0: King of Spies.
1: Oh, I've heard of this. (gasps) I don't know anything about it. I know a little about it, but that's. We do still have
0: some some recommendations that people have made that we haven't gotten to yet. So if you're listening, don't worry, we're going to get to them. But I I did want to sort of because we've been doing a lot of recommendations lately. So I wanted to try and change it up a little bit.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about this! Uh, oh, and there's a, now a trade paperback version. Perfect! Oh, I'm super excited about this. I've I had heard of this, and so I know kind of what it's about, but I don't know any details. This kind of works kind of in in the same vein as the Human Target. A little yeah. bit. Well, and I
0: almost assigned Woman of Tomorrow to you, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is a Tom King Supergirl run. But I was like, eh, two Tom Kings in a row. I don't have know. Have you
1: read Woman of Tomorrow?
0: No. Oh,
1: I have. I believe I have if I'm thinking of the right one. It's the Supergirl. Yeah, I have read that. I almost assigned it to you. I figured. Well, and that's the
0: other thing, too, right? Is that like, I can't assign a DC property to you.
1: I mean, you can. I've, I have. Yes. Yeah, but I don't want to. I actually just finished th- reading this not too long ago. I might assign this to you at some point. Excellent. That is a long read. I will let you know. So I'm trying to hold off on it as much as I can, because you will kill me.
0: I'm going to assign um, Secret War to you again.
1: <laughs> sure. Go for it. I will. I have had that thought is do we circle back around to some of the earlier reading assignments and see how we feel about them? Not that one. No, not that one. But others. <laughs> others I may. All Which right, we
0: that's, have done. We did that for Brian K. Vaughn. That's true. I, oh, uh,
1: shit. What happened? Is your house on fire? The slugs
0: are coming for me.
1: No, the slugs are back. Oh, we get that means it's time for us to go. I'm so excited about King of Spice. Good job, Andrew. Good You're job. welcome.
0: You know, I try my hardest to accommodate you as best I can while I'm looking for my notes for the end of the show. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's all I had to say.
1: Okay. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Where can they find us? Well, they
0: can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. They can listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com, slash The Media Lunch Break. We're everywhere. We're in a bunch of other places, too, that I don't even have written down here. And honestly, it would take too long for me to read them all if I had it in a list. I
1: walked into a cardboard box the other day. We were playing in there. It was crazy. Yeah.
0: And not like the audio recordings. You and I were in there.
1: We were there. It was weird. We were playing
0: foosball. Yeah. Let's get to the good stuff. we? We're on Twitter, Mm -hmm. at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Are we ever? YouTube.com slash TheMediaLunchBreak. You can also find us on uh, TikTok. Where we're putting out videos. Two of our videos, I think I complained about it the uh, other, a couple weeks ago, had zero views. I don't know what the fuck that's about.
1: Sons of bitches, every last one of you. What
0: the fuck? No, it's not the people, it's the algorithm. Because the whole point is that it it hasn't been sending it to people.
1: Are you sure? Because for all we know, people literally... When they pull up TikTok, avert their eyes, and then click away so fast that it doesn't even Doesn't count. matter. They don't know that. TikTok
0: doesn't know that that happens.
1: TikTok knows everything. You can Andrew. also find us
0: on Patreon, patreon.com slash themedialunchbreak. If you want to give us a dollar or two, there's some cool benefits in there send you a mystery box. Mm. It's not as creepy as it sounds. It's got some cool stuff. <laughs> it's
1: just as creepy as it sounds. You
0: can also send us an email at TheMediaLunchBreak at gmail.com or visit our website, which is www.TheMediaLunchBreak.com. Give us a rating and a reviewing on uh, iTunes. I almost just like stroked out for a second, but iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Give us a thumbs up there. Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie, for being a super awesome patron, mm-hmm. along with all of our other patrons. Okay, you know what? I'm going to change it a little bit. Thank you to all of our patrons.
1: Thanks, all of our patrons, but especially Julie. But especially <laughs> Julie. Yeah. As always, Andrew just mentioned uh, about leaving a, a rating and a review, and you can do that right in app. It actually, it really does help us out. They haven't explained how it helps us out, but it does. All right, and you don't even need to worry worry about how it does you let mama and papa worry about that all right (laughs) that's our jobs if you leave a five-star rating you can say whatever you want in the review it doesn't require positivity so you can do whatever you want in there to leave a five-star rating and just go to town man i don't care what you say in there it doesn't matter this week if you leave a five-star rating yeah, I was going to say something about leaving something about She-Hulk, but I'm worried about the fucking bras. Yeah, it's a bad uh, idea. I'll tell you what. If you're if you leave a five star rating. Although you
0: have been trying to get us canceled.
1: I have been trying to get us canceled, though. Ugh. Although it feels like a lot of times that population is in the majority. So I feel like that would help us. So maybe not. I'll tell you what. You, let's let our reviews be the response to the, all those dumb, ham-headed bras that leave all this stupid. Uh, this show is too woke. Reviews, okay? When you say bras, bra, bra, Yo, bra, bra, bra. 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 bras, not bras, not bras like a woman wears bra or or men they, whoever you know what I'm saying. Not braziers. I guess. Brosifs. Brossips, Bromer Simpsons, Brosephines. Brodercycles. Yes. If you want to respond to those guys, let potatoes. Yes. Let our review boxes be your forum. Let them be your platform. This is your pedestal. Shout it from the mountaintop. Leave a five-star rating and you tell those brohemians. Just exactly what you think about their dumbass opinions about She-Hulk and how She-Hulk is actually as woke as it needs to be and to shut the hell up. <laughs> well, I just went on a on a rant there, and now I'm, I'm off track. Oh, yeah. you, we just talked about She-Hulk. We just talked about the human target. But if you got something that you want to talk about, or really that you want us to talk about... Send it over. Uh, As Andrew mentioned, there have been a couple of suggestions for reading assignments that we're going to be doing in the upcoming weeks, but if you got one... Send it over. If you have not just a reading assignment, but you're like, no, this doesn't even a reading assignment. This is something you got to be talking about in the show proper immediately right up front. You got to watch this thing. You got to read this thing. You got to listen to this thing and then talk about it. Send it over. If you created something, you're a writer. You made a comic. You made a video. You did a podcast. Something. Let us know send it over to us. You want to give us a, a, want us to give it a shout out and uh give it some love and put some ears and eyes on it. Send it over. I love doing those. Other than that, let's see. Next week. Next week, Andrew. Oh, Andrew, next week. Yes. It's the best damn day of the week. What what is what is it there's seven days next week. Tuesday Newsday, baby. Oh. Yay. Yeah. Wow. Tuesday newsday and then after that followed by something else that we will figure out in the interim something something will have happened since then what? I don't rightly know.
0: Three more episodes of She-Hulk.
1: <laughs> Three more episodes of She-Hulk, possibly. Yeah. Or damn close, actually. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, that's it. I think that's that's all I got. There it is. We did it. We did it. We made a thing. Wow. And there wasn't a thing there. Now, boom. Yeah. There's a thing. Look at that. Right in your face. Right in your face. Right in your old ear holes. Bro J. Simpson. Oh, well done. Thank you. Well done. So there it is. That's how easy it is, guys, to make a thing. So go out. Hopefully, while you've been listening to this, you've been out making a thing. And if you haven't, go out now and go make a thing so we can all enjoy it. Go make a thing. That's it. Yeah, do it. If these two brosafines can make it, then (laughs) there's no reason you can't. All right. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Do you have any other bro puns bro analogies analogies bro <laughs> i don't i was like analogy isn't right c3p
0: bro very good john bon brovy oh <laughs> that's pretty good i think a broder cycle is when you have the little car on the side oh yeah for your bro yeah uh john fav bro
1: oh that's good
0: scarlet bro hara scarlet bro oh see it's pretty good
1: yeah I can get in on this.
0: Mark Ruffa bro.
1: Oh that's good. Willem Debro. That's even better. Uh Oh, he's on a he's on a roll, everybody. Watch this. Here it comes. Nope, it's done. Nope, it was <laughs> it was a roll. James Frank, bro! Ah, oh, there it is! That's the end. <laughs> Woo!